The Mind Body Detective aims to empower and educate individuals who are on a health journey that is evolving their mind, body and spirit. Hi, it's Deborah Wiggins Hay here, the Mind Body Detective, and I wanted to share with you um, some parts of a uh, an interview which the author and therapist Anne Bowditch did with me uh, last month. This has been divided into two sections, which uh, takes it down to around about half an hour for each section. The first one's a pretty good introduction to myself and to the type of work that I'm doing, particularly in relation to thyroid issues. The second part goes much more into depth with thyroid issues in particular. And so I hope that between these two parts that you enjoy the information and a little bit of the banter and fun that I have with Anne. And also just to touch on the freeze, and, and again, that is a natural biological response, isn't it? And I, I see the freeze responses when, when the fight or flight response are not an option. I can't run. I'm not safe to run away. I really can't fight. I don't feel that I'm strong enough or able enough to fight. Therefore, I only have one option left, which is effectively the way I see it. It's almost like I'll fake that I'm not here our fake sort of not exactly faking death but our fate that there's nothing here of me and we go into that freeze and maybe people might relate to that if they think about a time when they just something happened or someone said something and you just you couldn't respond Mm -hmm. you know most of us as an adult might be able to recall those types of experiences and that's that's very similar to what the freeze response is although consciousness really is is supposed to sort of shut down isn't it in the freeze response so yes you yes. shut that down as protect another protective mechanism yeah well it's a brainstem um response you know yes. so um it, it's it's completely primal um yes. you know it's it's unconscious um and it's a protective mechanism so um so it's yeah it can be the human body and the mind it's incredible isn't it but, and it's fine if we can release these things like, like a wild animal does, if we can release these things very quickly, but we don't, and that's yeah. the problem. Or the stress in modern day life is prolonged, isn't it, with a lot of yeah. things. Say someone, for instance, who's got financial worries, and that could link with powerlessness, couldn't it? As mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. been the theme? It's, you know, if someone's, you know, maybe gone out without their wallet or their purse and, and got to the shop and been like, oh, I haven't got any money. That's that's just a mini trauma. They, they know they've got the money, really. They might better just pop home and get some money or whatever. That's not an issue, yeah. generally. Yeah. But if someone's day after day thinking, how am I going to pay the rent or the mortgage? Or That is prolonged stress, and lots of people will be able to relate to that. And that's what yeah. causes the, the changes biologically with the mind and with the body, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. You know, and um, and 
it's the thyroid isn't only about the powerlessness, but it's a very, very um, important um, thing that is part of the thyroid. Um, and, you know, as you say, that sort of like that freeze response is, um, well, actually, I, I have a whole other, uh, other sort of theory on the freeze response uh, in terms of coming at that from thyroid. And um, I'm not going to go into all of that because um, it's, it, it's, uh, it's a slightly alternative and okay. I'll probably be talking for far too long. But maybe for um, time. But yeah, so, so my, my sort of thoughts on the freeze response are not quite the you know quite in line with some of that but um but that's just come from that whole sort of thyroid working with the thyroid but um the other the other thing with thyroid is uh, so one of the things that I was going to say is that you will see um uh, you know interestingly it's more women who have thyroid issues than men it's about a 10 to 1 ratio um and um you know, although that's still quite a lot of men in the country that mean that, that they have um, thyroid issues, um, you know, so something like about, I guess, sort of something along the lines of about 130,000 males compared to the 1.2 million females or something along that line. Um, so, you know, this theme of powerlessness is, shows up an awful lot more in, in the female population than in the male population. But I think there is a, a sort of some statistics that are beginning to show that more men are uh, beginning to have those sorts of responses. And we also see, um, you know, people are in high pressure jobs who have thyroid issues um, and also um, you know my experience is that I've seen I've seen quite a few people who've been in um, the emergency services interestingly um, and I, I think that's quite uh, you know an important thing to consider you know these people who are putting themselves in um, in the way of uh, danger they're putting their own lives at risk in many instances, you know, whether that's uh, in fire brigade, whether it's in the police or the, you know, in, in all of these different services now, um, even in hospitals and, and, and what have you, you know, sometimes, you know, the, the scenarios that some people are now being presented with, you know, can mean that they're their own, especially currently, look at what's going on in the world currently, you know, those those people are providing they're, they're going into service every single day and every single day they do that and they put their lives at risk they, they are putting their lives on the line um there's one aspect which is to do with that and then if you then you know you wrap that up with some scenario an event where they have a specific life-threatening moment that occurs where they actually feel in that moment that they are you know, they could survive, but they might not, you know. Um, and that will be happening reasonably, you know, regularly for some people in those types of jobs. So I, th I find that quite interesting. And then you will find, not not just men, but, but you know, you often might find that um, men might be... Um, my personal experience with people that I've worked with is that it's it, it's been often when it's been men that they've been in that type of scenario. Uh, whereas interestingly for women, it might be that it's after during during pregnancy, after pregnancy. Interestingly, so lots and lots of links with becoming a mother. 
which for me goes into those themes, you know, on a different type of level. It's it's interesting because it sort of shows the difference of the male-female dynamic, you know. And of course, traditionally, if you look at how our biology holds all this information from all of our forebears, then of course, traditionally, um, pregnancy and childbirth was quite a dangerous um, scenario for a lot of women, you know, um, you know, having children today is is a different you know is a different scenario um it's but but it's still a fundamentally it's a huge biological task that the body takes on and it's sort of also one of those things that once you're sort of in that process you're in that process it's like (laughs) you know um so so you have that um you're sort of in the process you're going along for the ride um so some of this powerlessness is about you know when we feel like we can do something about a situation or when we feel we can't do something about a situation and for some people that might be in their everyday lives it might be in the relationships they're having you know their personal relationships um it could be in showing up you know not just work it might be in the home um these sorts of relationships and it doesn't necessarily mean that there might be um some sort of violence or anything like that you know which obviously would be a form of uh, would provide a form of sort of powerlessness for the victim but it can also just be you know not feeling like you are able or allowed to express yourself or or do the things that you want to um you know the things that you want to do to move in the direction that your life that you want to move your life in so there are lots of ways that this sort of this theme can show up um but the important thing is is to recognize that when it does show up that there's a profound link between all of those areas and it is personal and it is individual and it will relate to specific events in the past that we you know, that we do have the ability to unfold, to unravel, to go into all of those relationships. And if we if we decide to do that work, then how our biology is behaving can change. Now, traditionally, we're told, you know, thyroid conditions, they're lifelong, they're progressive, they're chronic, you know, you're going to be on medication all your life. Um, and to expect certain outcomes and they're not going to be often um, a remission however we do see lots of people now having remissions there are lots of things that can help with thyroid issues from diet to environmental toxins taking a lots of um, there are a lot of people now doing a lot of work in that area but really what I do is work on this completely sort of self it's about self-empowerment and understanding ourselves, and you know being able to change like you said how we're holding on to that old information that actually may have been important when we were four years old and may have been important when we had an experience you know two or three different other types of experiences as we were growing up but actually you know we can come to that and look at it from a new perspective and when we understand all those things then we have choices about how we want to change that um so you know that's that's the area that I work in so um 
so that it's about and it's it's not a fast journey with thyroid because it's very often there are so many levels of it as I say it took me about 18 months and I did a lot of work on myself but do I regret spending 18 months of my life doing that amount of work no was it fascinating yes did I learn more about myself yes you know, do I understand, by doing that, do I learn and understand more about other people around me? Yes. You know, it, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's, I find it's fascinating. Um, and if you can't, you know, I, I would defy anyone to not be fascinated by their own journey, by going down, you know, we might say going down the tunnel of exploration in this sort of area, because it is a bit of a tunnel, as, as you, you know, Anne, you know, but it's, it's fascinating. And, um, you know, and I don't have those symptoms now, you know, um, yeah, I, I haven't had, I haven't had medication now for six years, coming into my seventh year. And that was after basically being on medication for 20 years, albeit medication that didn't tend to work well for me because I still had the symptoms. Now I don't take the medication and I don't have the symptoms. So, I mean, that's pretty testament to the work that it's worth doing and to what can be achieved. And, yeah, I totally agree with what you say about when you start exploring what's happened what's your personal journey been it's fascinating and I find it also helps you understand life so much more and as you say you can then often understand other people's behaviors more and yeah and all of this means that as you go through life maybe the things that might have stressed you in the past won't stress you because you have a greater awareness of yourself and your life it doesn't mean that you won't ever get stressed or emotional or any of those things you will we're humans at the end of the day we have those mm -hmm. we pushed and we have our own values things that are really important to us and we still have a belief system but we can mm -hmm. make things much better for ourselves so even when we get stressed we can say well what was that about you know what, what bothered me about that why did it bother me or why is that pattern still occurring in my life? Why is that still happening? Um, and that, you know, for me, I I have I know I have one fundamental belief that still appears, and while that is appearing, I just know it's my belief to clear. So I sort of go, oh, that old chestnut's turned off again. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's still there because I, I haven't done work on it, and I know I haven't really, but I'm aware of it. And that in itself is really helpful because that in itself takes some of that emotional trigger away. So the intensity yeah. of the emotion isn't so strong. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a big thing to have, have basically healed yourself of a condition. Um, so I just, I'll just, just jump in there and yeah. say, I, I think, you know, to, to just say, to be careful, I would be careful. I, you know, I believe our body does heal, itself heals, and I'm very comfortable with using that word. But, um, you know, I think that the sort of, um, that the acceptable way is probably to say in remission, um, you know, whether it means the same thing or how you want to interpret that, you know, it's, it's, it's an individual thing. Um, you know, I believe the body 
heals itself. It does it, you know, no one questions the fact, you know, unless there, unless there is some biological underlying reason why it doesn't happen for the majority of people, if they cut themselves, okay, the body within a few days, you know, it heal, it, it stops the blood flow very quickly, as I say, as long as we don't have any other underlying issues, you know, and the tissues begin to form um, and they, the body heals itself. And no one questions that. We don't think that's odd. You know, how did, how did that happen? It's just, it's just normal, you know, well, that happens on every level of our body. It happens every single day. The body is repairing tissues, repairing, you know, functions, but it's also adjusting to active issues that it's perceiving that are happening in the moment. So the body is always balancing between repair and rest and active um uh, an active or reactive state to the to, to whatever's going on in our life and it will have to which all obviously happens through um you know different parts of the brain it has to balance those decisions of what is most important in every given moment and it does that every second every minute every day for the moment from the moment we're born to the moment that we take our last breath um, you know, so so the process is, is constant. So the body is always adjusting what it needs to spend most energy on and what it needs to be doing. Um, and that will depend on what level of stress we are experiencing in any given moment or if we are allowing, you know, our body can only do the repair work if we are not in those heightened stress states. So... So, yeah, I'm very happy with saying that's when rest and repair, that's when the body heals, okay? But in terms of medical, um, uh, what's, what's okay is, you know, I think, I think the word remission gives us um, the ability to say currently my body's in rest and repair and everything is balanced and working okay, but also, I guess what remission does is it keeps open this possibility that oh, this is a this is a this is a thing. It's a possibility because remission doesn't say it's gone. It just means it's rebalanced at this particular point in time, which is interesting. I guess it fits in a little bit with what you were saying as well about um, you know how we're still humans. We can still be triggered in any moment. I still have things that happen in my life now that are very, very relevant to the thyroid thing. But what happens now is I go, oh, a bit like you, that old chestnut, I know this one. Am I going to let myself get drawn into that type of relationship again? Because I know where that's going to lead, okay? And if I go down that route, which actually a lot of my body systems are predetermined to want to do in terms of, you know, uh, I might want to help you know, by doing X, Y, and Z and getting involved in those things. Um, but I know now because I can, I can recognise um, the sorts of things that have triggered me in the past that turn on 
those responses. Now, whilst I've done a lot of work, and, and in a way, what we have to say is when we do, when we do a lot of work, it's like we're emptying. We've got this huge bucket of stuff that we're carrying around in our body. You know, all these different moments when I've seen crane flies or whatever those examples of, you know, past experiences are. And we're carrying that around this huge bucket. When we do the work of clearing and, you know, readdressing how we're holding those things in our biology, we're emptying that bucket out. We're tipping out what what actually, you know, all those things that mixed together equal you know a thyroid problem or whatever the thyroid problem is you know we're tipping that bucket out when we do that work so the resilience of the body our the body's ability to be able to cope with those sorts of stresses improves because it hasn't got all that you know crap already and then extra added in okay so it gives us extra resilience when we've done that type of work so if we do go into a scenario we might be able to cope with it better but the powerful thing about what we do is when we actually begin to know ourselves to the degree that we know if we take on that decision and we go down that route we're going to create the stress and actually before you do that before you add into that bucket of stuff you can actually go, I know that one. I, I'm choosing not to do that. So what happens is it doesn't clear. We don't not have the problems anymore. We just have um, more awareness, more. We can choose to be more mindful. We can choose to recognise and make other choices. And if we do that, that's, that's the empowering bit. That's the bit where suddenly... You know, you know, life is when when we say we have choices, you only have choices when you know what the choices are. OK, when you don't realise that, when you don't know what your triggers are, when you don't know what the things are that are causing the issue, you don't have choice because you don't know that that's even a choice you can make. So, you know, knowledge, understanding yourself being able to begin to gain that mindfulness that perspective is what gives us the possibility to make other sorts of choices and I think that's that's that that's the unique thing about what you know what we do and I think you can also obviously as you go through these processes you begin to learn techniques as well mm -hmm. so, you know you can either learn to clear some issues as they arise or or maybe just have techniques that help you deal with them at the time and and that's obviously yeah. what we do in our work that's um, so powerful yeah so yeah. just briefly is it fair to say that you're either in stress or you're in recovery um in terms of your biology and the tissues and the functions of the body yes um but it's more complex than that because, um, you know, it, it that applies not just to us as an overall system, okay? Because the, bio, the biology of the whole system has loads of things going on. You know, it's not just my thyroid. This is coming back to what we said at the beginning. It's not just that individual part. You know, the biology, the whole biology is balancing this this universe of information, 
past, future, possibility, you know, experience of emotion, of thought, all, I mean, it's just fascinating, you know, it's doing all those things and it's doing it all the time. So we can, as an overall system, we may feel that we are in stress or not in stress and we can learn to begin to notice that. But sometimes parts of the body can be in stress or we might not feel stressed, okay? So so, uh, the body being in stress or regeneration or part of the body being in stress or regeneration is not necessarily the same as feeling stressed or not feeling stressed and they they are different but um but overall every biological function in the body is overseen by my tcm here a yin or yang a yin or yang function you know it's either in stress activity mode or it's in regeneration and repair mode we're either you know this is why you know we live in a world of yin and yang of night and day of you know fast and slow of you know uh, we live in a world of duality and our body is built to um respond to that and what we should be doing is following you know nature's cycles and going in and out of those phases in a natural way um so yeah does that answer <laughs> And I, I think linking in with that is that because sometimes we can't do the, the natural thing of flowing with nature's cycles is therefore there are times when we actually just have to take some action for ourselves and do some well-being activities, mm-hmm. uh, whatever that may be, whether it's sort of some meditation or some Tai Chi or whether it's yoga or going for a nice walk in nature, we, we sometimes have to do those things for ourselves so that we can create that recovery process, that rest and repair process for ourselves as well. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So just um, a question really to, to finish with, I think, which is, you know, p- hopefully people have been enlightened and educated if you like by this and also feel a bit more empowered for their own well-being but if somebody has a health issue uh, whether it's thyroid or something else what would you say maybe is sort of the first step or the first couple of steps for them to do in order to just begin their their recovery process whether it's you know in terms of um, understanding or whatever what should they either ask themselves or what should they do what would you advise someone to do well you gave a really good example earlier on um, where you where you sort of mentioned how something had changed how your work had changed so that um, you know uh, alongside your health change something else quite significant in your life had changed a lot of people recognize these connections you know, that, um, that, that there is a trigger. Now, they don't think of it in these terms, but they but they like, oh, such and such happened, and then straight after that, that since then I've been really ill, you know. Um, you know, so, you know, my, my, for example, my granddad who developed um, cancer after um, the death of my, well, it was his first grandchild, um, she was murdered and um, and he developed um, a blood cancer, which is, um, you know, in terms of like the um, 
connection. You know, it's a, a, it's a deep, deep um, self-devaluation. You know, it's a, it's a complete not good enough, not strong enough. And I think this is only my interpretation because obviously I wasn't doing that. I was very young at the time. He died when I was, uh, you know, a lot, lot younger, probably in my teens. Um, and, um, but, you know, he visited her grave every day and he was, his cancer developed uh, pretty much straight after that event. Um, and um, I think, you know, for whatever was going on for him, um, that identifies that, you know, he had a, a deep, deep reaction to that event happening. Um, you know, we know from um, Dr. Hammer's work, you know, that was all based initially coming from um, his own experience of cancer at the loss of his own son. So we know there's lots of connections um, with, with, with cancer as being a biological response to such a loss. Um, but at the level of um, where it was for my granddad in terms of his blood as well, that's, that's you know, going particularly deep. So it's not just that it's cancer. We have to look at what the cancer is and where it is and, uh, and what's going on in those parts of the body. But, um, you know, so I, I feel, always feel that he fundamentally felt some, I don't know, maybe some sort of deep responsibility of not being able to, you know, have done something that he obviously on a deep level felt that he should have been able to do and um, that he wasn't either good enough or strong enough to have done that um, and that he couldn't ever resolve that issue um, and every day he visited her grave every day it was clearly something that was part of his daily um, experience for the rest of his life so um <laughs> I lost the question there for a moment sorry <laughs> just went in a completely different direction but yes yeah, so what can we do we can recognize we can ask ourselves the question what was happening you know around that time just before that time around that time and if you if you do recognize something then great. Sometimes those things are very, they're big, they're obvious, like you say, your job change, um, you know, maybe the death of somebody um, that we love, someone important. You know, there are lots of, there are big things that can happen that we can identify, um, you know, quite easily, but sometimes they're not big and sometimes they're not obvious. I would never have thought that my pregnancy or, or, you know, the, the things that were connected with all of that, I would have never have thought of that as being a trauma as such. And I would never have maybe associated what was going on at the time with, with what was going on with my thyroid. So some things are easier to discern, some things aren't. If, if you, um, you know, if you really want to go down this route, then, you know, there are people... Now, you know, there's a lot of people who can work, who work in this area and will help you do that. Um, obviously, I'm one of them. Um, there are a lot of other people as well who work within the world of Meta who also can do that. Um, of which I believe, and you, you've been trained in Meta as well, Anne. So, um, you know, you have, a, you know, a really good understanding of those connections too. So sometimes it's just signposting and having someone to help do that. In terms of thyroid, there's loads of information out there. You know, you can buy a book um, 
you can uh, there are some courses that you can join there's lots of people doing things in terms of nutrition you know there's the, or if you've, if you've got autoimmune thyroid we haven't even talked about all the different types of thyroid issues but if you've got autoimmune thyroiditis then you know look at the autoimmune um you know and paleo diets if you're um uh there's so many things um you, you know uh there's nutritional um advice it's worth looking at what you're um fully having a good understanding of all your thyroid levels is really important because when we're, our levels are measured by doctors in, in this country, not all of the thyroid hormones are measured. Not all of, um, you're not necessarily automatically checked for your um, immune uh, modulators. You're not, you know, they don't look at uh, whether or not there's an immune aspect involved. Uh, not necessarily I'm not saying they don't do it some people get that some people don't so but there are places you can go and you can get your own panels of blood tested um, so um, that's a possibility now a lot of people with thyroid issues get really obsessed with the blood and that is not something um, that I do although there is uh, an, an important aspect in terms of the mind-body connection and what the blood results can be showing us. So they can be helpful. And I will work with people who've got blood results to look at what those issues might be behind the blood results that they're getting. But I really also try to avoid getting too bogged down into the blood work because, um, because it's an area, you know, the Blood, blood tests are a snapshot of what's going on in a particular moment. And for most people, when they have their thyroid bloods done, it's done so um, irregular. Well, it's not done irregularly, but it's done regularly, you know, maybe once a year. Or if they're trying to work out what's going on, you might get a blood test once every six months. This is in the UK with the NHS. But, you know, it's obviously different in America where you pay for what, what you want to be done. Um, but, you know, those blood tests are a snapshot of a moment. And what a lot of people think in their head is, oh, that's what my levels are. You know, uh, well, our, our levels are changing all the time from the morning to the evening at different times of the year. Um, so, so, you know, our, I like to work with the symptoms that people are experiencing. And, you know, and we're looking at what the underlying issues are that are going on so you know thyroid can be quite it can be quite complex it's an endocrine um organ so you know there can be lots of hormones and different things going on uh involved in that but um there are you know various areas that you can look at one of the things that i um do and later on in the year uh, if it's okay for me to mention it i'll be running my butterfly wings program um, and that is really for people who've got, you know, thyroid issues who want to be working in this type of way to address what the traumas and the stresses are and the mind-body connections behind their disease. And what I've done is spent a long time trying to find ways of creating a programme that's affordable, you know, because... To do what I've done and to train in all the things that I've trained in and to spend all of those years doing that, it's been a lot, a lot of a lot of time and a lot of money and resources. So 
you know, it's difficult for everybody to be able to do that. So, you know, I wanted to try to find a way that I could share that with people in a, in a way that was going to really help them to focus on their thyroid, um, under, come to understand it better. So the programme is all about um, teaching them so that they learn about the sort of meta perspective of health so that they begin to understand what that mind body connection is um, and we do that in the butterfly wings through something that I call the power hour so we have a power hour every couple of uh, weeks um, and that really is about empowering and empowering through understanding empowering through you know getting to understand what it is that's going on for you behind your symptoms and understanding what all the different themes would be you know on all the different levels of the thyroid um, and then the other aspect is what I call the energy hour um, and that is every two uh, you know every um, so every every couple of weeks we do the one and then we do the other which is uh, the the energy hour which is working with as you said you know learning the tools that one will help to um, change, you know, those sorts of deep embedded uh, connections, those sorts of beliefs and how we change that. Um, and also, like you say, having those as tools that, when we, you know, once we know that and we've learned those things, we can use them at any moment. So when we face those moments of stress, those trigger moments, we can go into, um, you know, into a tool that's going to help us right there and then. So, um, so those two things run together and then there are different levels of the program so you can just do those and then be working yourself whether that's with another therapist or with other people or just on your own uh, level at your own pace or you can be um, you know on, a, on another level where uh, you also then get to work with me one-to-one -one and we will work through one-to-one um, -one coaching along with the energy hour and the power hour so those those are um, that will be starting later in the year. So um, if it's okay, what I'll do is I'll, I'll uh, give you some details later, Anne, and um, anyone who's interested can sort of register or what have you. Brilliant. Okay. So I love the sound of power hour and energy hour. I feel like I'm <laughs> that myself. Um, no, definitely. So I mean, I think that's been a very amazing, really hour or so of um of information flow so how can people get in touch with you um is there a website that you'd like to sort of maybe direct people to yeah um i you know i um my website is uh, www.themindbodydetective.com what it says on the tin <laughs> and uh, <laughs> And if you go there, I am undertaking some website development this year, but if you go there, um, you know, and leave a message, um, you know, which you can do from even just from the home page, um, you know, I, there are some bits of information on there as well. So, you know, welcome to go on and have a browse. Um, and later, not quite, um, not all of them open yet, but there will be, like, you know, some various courses that will be available. They're not all available on there at the moment. And as I say, I'm doing some updates. But if you want to make contact with me, if you do it through the website, I will, I will receive that Brilliant. contact. Brilliant. Okay. Well, I think, I think that we can bring that to a close. So thank you for your wonderful wisdom. I don't call you the wise one for nothing. 
Um, oh, Anne, I've enjoyed <laughs> myself. I love spending time with you. <laughs> well, yes, we do connect well. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I joke, but I have called, called, called you the wise one for many a year now, haven't I? Um, yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> wiser than you realise you are. Um, but in all honesty, anybody who works with you would gain a lot. I know that just from my personal experience of any time that I've spent with you. It's always a pleasure and it's always an education as well. Oh, so on that note... <laughs> um, <laughs> anyone has heard any funny noises from my end it's probably been my cats they um we're in lockdown here in guernsey and they're loving me being home all the time but they think i'm just here for them so if anybody else takes up my time then they get quite upset about it so if there's been any peculiar noises it's <laughs> them um so thank you them. straight from me <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for your time and um no doubt we will speak again at some point Oh, thank you.